Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the CodecMoments.com podcast, The Codec Call. I'm Andy Brown. I'm Matt Holt. And uh, we're here today to go through a few of the things that have been interesting to us in the past month or so. Yeah, it's, it's been, been that long, isn't it? Yeah, It's been a while since the last podcast. I've been um, away, so I've not been able to do lots of things. I've been jet-setting. Lucky you. Went to Brighton. I went to London. I went to Barcelona. I went to not London. And I went to Copenhagen. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere else. No. Oh, well. So that's been fun. Um, what are we talking about today, Matthew? Today, we're going to cover a few of the things we've been doing on the site, reviews, games we've been playing. Um, since the last podcast, there's been a couple of beaters that have gone live. We've played quite a bit of Rainbow Six and Star Wars Battlefront, so we'll talk about that. We've got our monthly shout-outs for our Codec Momentum finishes. Those awesome people who've managed to clear something from their pile of shame over the last month. I've still not had my badge. Have you not? <laughs> Oh, and I forgot to bring you one as well. Oh, you're so cheap. I'll put one in the post, like I do with everyone else's. <laughs> um, we've got a couple of interesting news articles that have cropped up, which have caught our eye over the last month. We've got a quiz, which I'm dying to find out what that's about. It's a good one. This week is a good quiz. So that'll come up. We've got a competition to give away some actual gaming hardware. Yes. And then we want to cover off who's going to do what for November's Codec Momentum. And I believe you've still got to choose yours. I mean, might have so to looking, put that out to a vote. You're looking really pointedly at me. And I'll be honest, I did mean I did mean to put it to a vote on Twitter, because I can do Twitter polls now, which is brilliant. Um, but I, I didn't. Yeah. No. So we might we might do that on the podcast as well. Okay. Let's do it. Right, do it. Awesome. So stuff that we've uh, we've been doing, looking at on the site, we've been uh, doing some reviews, playing some games, playing some beaters. Yeah, what do you want to do first, beaters or games? I want to do the game. I want to do the reviews. The reviews. Yeah. Okay. We've actually managed to review a few things over the last month or so. Um, we've done the major ones. We've done Metal Gear Solid, which I think we should probably do first. Spend, but really spend a few quickly. minutes talking about it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and um, for a site that's named after. One of the biggest inventions in the Metal Gear Solid universe with the codec call. Um, Metal Gear Solid 5, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, it was um it was it was a bit anticlimactic in terms of story and, and how it tied everything together, perhaps. I mean the gameplay was amazing, don't get me wrong. Oh um, we scored it highly. We just rate it as an absolutely phenomenal game. But I am just I was let down by the end of mission was it forty six or forty seven that unveiled the truth. Oh, so very, very disappointing. So I think up until the last time we were together and we spoke about this on podcast, you'd just done mission twenty. Yes. Uh and at the time you said, Oh, somebody asked me, is it a is it a real true Metal Gear game? And I yes, I think it is. So do you still hold by that? Yeah, I still think it is. I just I wanted more from it and maybe collectively as the gaming universe we all wanted it to go to zanzibar land and um have a big face off final battle battle meet solid snake and it never got anywhere near that and obviously was never going to get anywhere near that but the way it all tied itself up at the end was a nice reveal we won't spoil it on here but suffice to say on one of our one of our previous podcasts andy actually nailed the ending um but it, it just wasn't fulfilling, and that's where that's where I got a bit disappointed. Do you think now? Okay, so Kojima, we think the relationship with Kojima and Konami is is possibly over. Well, he's dead. He's gone. He's, he's gone. He's left. Um, 
it's it's wrapped everything up very nicely. We are now back very squarely at the point at which uh, Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two on the uh, on the PSX. Uh, they were Master System on Mega Drive. Mega Drive. Okay. Or, or Nintendo. It could be. Oh, we should you've know re- this. If you've researched this, then please do um, do let us know. Um, anyway, you know the original, the two original games, which were old eight bit type things. Yeah. Do you think Konami are going to go ahead and remake those? Because they've got the story. All they need to do is use the assets they've got. I I'd like to see it because I never played them, even with the subsistence version of MGS3 having them available. I I, I never played them, but do they need to? Well, no, like I say, it's come full cycle. Technology might be different, but th- we are at that point after MGS5. You could roll into the next ones, albeit, you know, maybe a decade, a decade or so in the future. Um, do I want to see them do it? Not without Kojima. It's milking a cash cow, isn't it? Yeah. And if they put the money into the development, then they're just preventing themselves from building more pachinko machines. And I don't <laughs> think they want to go down that route. I can't really add anything more to it than that, really. No, no. Once once Bel- you'd whipped out the pachinko card, that was it. It was game over. No, uh, in summary, belting belting game, disappointing story for the fans, maybe not so disappointing if you're new to the Metal Gear universe. Yeah, slightly bitter aftertaste. Yeah. Okay. okay. What else have we been looking at? So we've done a few of the bits and pieces. Um, let's see which one do I want to pick up first. I think Talos Principle was one that I ended up doing, which I was really surprised by. Um, very much a in-the-vein-of-portal puzzle game. All physics-based logic puzzles, no enemies as such to fight, um, just to figure out how to extract yourself from a maze. But, uh, from, a maze from a maze. But it was um, its, it's approach to try and balance science versus religion in the story. We've worked it's trying to tell and portray and get through very very interesting quite a deep and philosophical approach to a game which i'd not really seen in that depth before um type of experience where you can fly through ignore all the written bits of text and the audio logs and things like that just forget about them and enjoy a puzzle game or spend hours reading everything and really milking a rich universe it was good i really enjoyed that sounds good what else uh mad max Oh, now, you see, I've, I've seen a few Mad Max videos, and I'm very tempted still, but I think there's going to be a price drop. There's got to be a price drop. Uh, there'll be a price drop soon, because it's oh, brilliant. It's such good fun. Um, it's not the most polished game, but it has the prettiest skyboxes anywhere. It, looks, it kind of, looks amazing. The combat looks very Batman-esque. It is. It, it is. It's probably even more brutal. Yeah. Uh, it's more solid. It can be a little bit frustrating at the beginning because you can be really overwhelmed. You have to level yourself up. Um, and it chucks everything for you to do at once, which is great on the one hand. On the other hand, it's overwhelming. And I think there was um, one area of the map which will consist maybe 20% of the entire map area that I spent two days <laughs> just <laughs> getting round to all the little um, collectible points or um, like observation posts are balloons that you get up into unlock the environment and see what's around you. It doesn't just automatically unlock either. You actually have to spy things with your telescope oh, and nice. genuinely focus on them. Oh, so it's not like it's not liberating a tower in Far Cry and then everything just 
appears on the map. No, no, you still have to spot it. Um, but it's good. It's well, it's well voice acted. It's well put together. Um, the driving's pretty solid. Uh, it is. It's, it's just looks fun with the grapple fun. hook. Oh yeah, an upgradable grapple hook. The things you can do. It, you could tell it comes from Avalanche Studios. I don't think it's going to be quite as good as Just Cause because we've stuck some Just Cause trailers <laughs> up, which is looking a looking mint. I'm really, really excited for that at the beginning of December. But Mad Max is definitely one to check out, and if it comes down in price, it's a bargain. Awesome. Uh, what else did we do? Dishonored. We got the definitive edition of that that came out a few weeks back. Um, will have been overshadowed by Metal Gear Solid and Mad Max. In fact, in fairness, just Metal Gear Solid. Um and if you played it back on the old generation consoles, um, it's the same game with all the DLC, all the add-on stuff. Still good. I was going to buy it. I was going to buy it, and because um, they said if you uh, if you pre-ordered it, it was fourteen ninety nine for people who'd already had it on the, yep. the previous version. Um, and I thought that price would hold, and it didn't when yeah. it was released. So I, I'll be honest, I'm not paying thirty quid for it. No, I was really disappointed that they didn't do that. It didn't clearly, or I couldn't find clearly enough, it's stating that it was only for the pre-order. And that was a proper letdown. I ended up buying it at about 15 quid. Mm. Um, but that was through a bit of nice Amazon credit and some other bits and pieces. I think it's up for around about seventeen ninety nine at the moment in it's, the sale. It's worth it at that price. Yeah. It is definitely. There's um, at least... I'd say maybe 14, 15 hours main story, then a lot of DLC to get through as well. I I did, I'll be honest, I'd, I'd hold my hands up and say I didn't finish Dishonored on the PS3, so I might I might pull the trigger and have a go. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's, it is good. Um, and it's just building excitement for uh, Dishonored 2, which is coming out next year. Okay, any others? Yeah, I've still got more to go. <laughs> right, next one. Racing. WRC 5. Didn't even know this was coming out. It was um, a spur of the moment. Saw it at the beginning of the week it released and thought, I fancy a bit of rallying. I'm going with that. I fancy trading it in. I'm going with that. <laughs> I, no, watched, I watched you play some of it and um, it was just seemingly the, the times that were set by you and then the competitors were completely yeah. random. I'm being really, I'm being overly harsh on it. Um, fundamentally, as a rallying game, it's fun. But there are some terrible terrible decisions in it for making it a decent user experience um exactly the same as another game i'm going to come to in a bit but it, it it's just awful and what it does and there is one track one stage which is a known bug where all the competitors finish 30 to 35 seconds ahead of you so it doesn't matter how well you perform in that particular rally rally of corsica you will always lose it because you can't make up 30, 35 seconds in the other five events. Not unless you do some Mario Kart-style stuff. And Even then, it's not going to work. Take them out with spinning tortoises. But uh, but my biggest disappointment was the, there's no collisions. There's there's no crash. You can't wreck. You can't roll. You can't roll it at all. I tried. It will not go. You will just have a physics-defying inelastic collision with a tree where you come away at the same speed and angle that you hit it at. I mean, as, as far as I remember, you could you could roll the car in the network QRAC rally game that was out back in the uh, the 1990s. So yes, yes. I'm disappointed. Um, what, what I can say is if, like me, you were a, a fan of Colin McRae 2.0 back on the PS1, this is exactly like that, just missing the proper car crashing mechanics well, i think this is a good point for a, a brief intermission to um to just give a little trail 
to the the hardware were given away later in the game because if you remember the original Colin McRae games on the the PlayStation mm-hmm. were based on what classic arcade racer? I don't know. Sega Rally. Oh, mm. okay. So we have got an awesome piece of Sega. Well, yeah, we've got a piece of Sega kit to give away. It's a handheld Mega Drive. It is pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's got um, it's got twenty games on it, and you can uh, download more into an SD card and and plug that in, and uh, and have a go at those. So we're going to be giving that away later in the podcast. Keep listening. Excellent. Matt, what, what other games have you got? Just well, go back to what we were talking about. I've got two on my list. I'm okay. going to stick with racing and the most recent review that's gone up, but Drive Club Bikes, which was a bit of a last-minute announcement by Evolution and Sony. Um, we didn't know it was coming, and then two days after they announced it, it arrived. That's how you do. That's how you do launches. It is, and it's brilliant. Go on, if you've got Drive Club, go and spend your twelve quid on it. It's I've, fantastic. I've done that. I mean, there's been a few. There's been a couple of games about bikes, super bikes, recently, and this this add on, this twelve pound add on to Drive Club blows them all out of the water, as far as I can see. Well, I'm I'm not much of a bike racing game guy, but uh, after Burnout Paradise, when they put the bikes in, which were brilliant, this is kind of that feel. They've nailed it with with the arcade cars, and now they've got arcade bikes, and it, it just works. And that's pretty much all I've played in the last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, definitely go and check that one out. Um, we've got, and it's one we've previously reviewed, but Roger got hold of a copy of the Steam version of Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate. Any different? Uh, pretty much the same as the PS4 version, but he loved it because he'd never played any of them before if you've never played a pixel junk game do yourself a favor go out and just buy pretty much any of them if i'm honest shooters amazing uh monsters it's just probably one of my favorite tower defense games ever how old is monsters now seven years six years i still play that yeah (laughs) it's it's pretty much the only game that gets played on my vita um so yeah do yourself a favor go out and play some of the pixel junk games but yeah no roger really enjoyed it um and that holds up well for moving to PC. I know, obviously, most PC hardware is going to be better than a console, but the fact they've just managed to capture the same spirit, converting it to a keyboard control layout, and, you know, for a twin-stick shooter, that's got to be mm. difficult to do. But, yeah, he says it's cracking. And what are you playing at the moment, then? What What is currently there? What are you working on now for review or for just your own personal what pleasure? What I'm working on now, um, well, whilst, whilst I'm waiting for Fallout 4, because... Quite frankly, that's it. That's the only game on my horizon, probably for the next four or five there's, weeks. There's two two members of the team have taken next week off just to play Fallout 4. It's quite funny. I wouldn't say taking the week off to play Fallout 4. Me and my uh, girlfriend are having a week off together. It just coincides with Fallout 4. That's not what you told me. Shh. You might <laughs> listen to this. Right, so what I'm, uh, I'm getting through until Fallout 4 arrives, Call of Duty, Black Ops 3. It's good because we're actually we're actually still waiting on a review copy from Activision, who've said, "Yeah, after release." Yeah, and I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or not. So get get back into it too and say we're not bothered. <laughs> it's I can't do the guys at Treyarch a, a disservice because there's a lot of effort gone into this game. Um, from the presentation, the zombies mode, the multiplayer is always. I'm not a big Call of Duty multiplayer fan. It won't be. a time i spend on it um i i do play them for the single player i might be the only person in the world who does that um they put effort into it does it because this is the thing i felt about advanced warfare was that 
actually, it did feel like there was a three-year development cycle suddenly. Yes, you, yeah, you can tell that. There's there's the effort, there's the time, there's the money being spent. It's nice. There's a at the moment the stage I'm at. I'll be honest, a fairly confused story going on, but I'm hoping that resolves itself as we go through. And are you playing it in sequence? Yes. Right. Um. What? Well, we'll get to we'll get to the <laughs> niggles. Um. Yeah, you can pick any level to play at any time, which is a brilliant idea, unless you can't connect to the servers, in which case you are stuck going in sequence without your original save file. There is something that they've put in there. The game is pretty much always connected to the servers. This is an always online game. But this is this is because you've got campaign co-op. You've got campaign co-op, but if you've picked solo, you are still connected to the servers. So you lose server connection, you cannot play that game. And you're kicked back to the main menu and have to start from scratch, as I discovered when the servers wouldn't connect yesterday. That sounds also, irritating. Oh, very irritating. <laughs> also, rest mode doesn't work, because it disconnects you from the servers when you put it in rest mode, so that then boots you back to the main menu. Get this, if you're at the main menu, and you put it in rest mode, and then reboot it, you lose connection to the servers and get booted back to the main menu. That sounds it's strange. Mad. Okay. It is a bit weird. And these little niggles are beginning to grate. There are loading screens for loading screen's sake. It, it just, it really interrupts the flow of the game. Um, and unfortunately, for whatever design choice they've decided, most of the levels are quite dark, which is fine, because I like my covert black ops in the dark, where all the bad guys are wearing just black clothing with suppressors and you just can't see where you're getting shot from and you die what do you want them dressed up in like neon day glow like they're off to a rave yes okay i do i want to be able to see them i want them like hellgast so at least you can see them from a distance you know where you're going for um i don't mind if i'm if i'm a bullet sponge and i can take a bit more punishment but it's a call of duty game you can't and the approach to difficulty level is the same as always. I'm, Just chuck more grenades at you. I'm starting to think that the Hellgast, the glowing eyes, and, and the Chimera with their glowing eyes yep. and might actually be a design feature now. Really? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Crikey. But yeah, it's it's got some really nice touches. I'm going to give the single player a bit more a bit more chance because I'm starting to get used to the powers and the abilities um, because they slowly unlock. There's a full XP leveling up system which works reasonably well and is giving me encouragement to go back and play. Um, Zombies was quite good fun on my own because none of my friends at the moment actually have been playing it. So when I do get around to it, hopefully I'll get to try that multiplayer. Um, An online multiplayer is just the same old Codfest. Dive in. I I started playing... What time did I have my first game? Because the game took over an hour to install. Oh, right. And it installed the campaign last (laughs) <laughs> Zombies first, multiplayer second, campaign last. It knows so, what people want. Yeah, so I was playing the multiplayer first uh, 20 hours after release, and I was dumped into a lobby with people who were already ranked up beyond level 30. Brilliant. 
So you just get reamed um, and get fed up very, very quickly. And I don't understand why they've done it because Treyarch did uh, World at War, which had like a beginner's lobby where you were yeah, played up to a certain rank, so you can get used to it. Yeah. Um, and especially with the new mechanics and the wall running and the the, the exosuits. Well, they're not exosuits really, but they're um, they're add-ons. It, it's I, got some great ideas. I played World at War first on um, on the Wii. And you really did need a beginner's lobby for that one, just to get used to the <laughs> control mechanism. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can, the main game, main game is is it's solid. It runs smoothly. Does it look as nice as Advanced Warfare? Probably not. No, not quite. Um, but we'll see what happens when I finally get around to putting the review out there. Good. Well, I've been um, I've been working on Just Dance 2016 for review. <laughs> And how's that been going? That's all I'm going to say about it. Oh, no, that's not entirely true. Or I am going to say, and this might end our relationship with Ubisoft, <laughs> but when it arrived, it had a sticker on the disc. And the sticker on the disc said, Just Dance 2016. And I thought, I'm not putting that in my PlayStation because it might unbalance the disc. It might end up doing some damage somewhere. I'll take the sticker off. And when I peeled the sticker off carefully, underneath the sticker, it said, Just Dance 2015. <laughs> So it's just the same game. I don't know. I don't know whether it's probably more likely a printing error because it is. It's definitely just Dance Twenty Sixteen, right? Um, and there was no day one patch or anything where they could have, you know, changed it to just Dance Twenty Sixteen. <laughs> oh, so it probably is a genuine game, but um, but it was quite funny. Are you having, are you having fun? Is your yeah. wife enjoying it as well? Um, or have you not made a play? Yet? No comment. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> let's move on. Excellent. Right, so I think we're going to talk about beaters. Yes. Yes. So we've had two big beaters uh, come out recently, um, which we both invested some time in quite heavily. Uh, the first one, which one are we talking about first? Let's do Rainbow Six first. Rainbow Six Siege. I'll be honest, I went in being a little bit sceptical about this one because the Rainbow Six Patriots was announced a few years back and it was all looking very good. The gameplay on the bridge looked awesome, oh, yeah. and then it, it turned out that that wasn't entirely as accurate as people might have portrayed. And then it it's kind of moved on to Rainbow Six Siege, it's become an online-only game, um, so I was a bit sceptical. You're being polite than I am, I thought it was going to be a big steaming turd. <laughs> I, re- I really did. And then we had a few games of Terrorist Hunt, me, you and Sev. We did, yeah, the three of us, and it was brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant yeah. fun. We we went on for half an hour and that turned into four days. The um the operators that you can unlock, so basically each one comes from a, a different special forces unit and each one has its own backstory and individual skills and gadgets. And and learning which team members to take in, who can do what particular skill, and then, then learning to kind of make a plan and then basically change it up on the fly when everything goes horribly wrong. Because it's it a lot of fun. And I think we we came at it with a we we've played a lot of tactical co-op and a lot yeah. of tactical shooters and things, and we've always been about planning, methodical execution. You know, take your time, move yeah. slow, move steady, but you know, be sure in your actions. And what, what we'd learned about Rainbow Six Siege was actually breach hard, breach fast, and take them by surprise. Don't give them a chance. Um. Otherwise, they will they will 
regroup and outflank you. And yeah. it was just brilliant. Once we got our heads around that tactic and changed the way we played, it was brilliant fun. Yeah. Awesome. I, I think what helped was the, the placement, the random placement of the enemies in the map and the obstacles. You, you might only have... Well, some games it was only one map and we might replay it six, seven, eight times. Mm. And you're thinking, that must get boring. But because everybody ends up in different places, doing different things, it, it did give the, It gave me that, if you were a Special Forces operator and you were going into a building, you would know the layout. You would yep. have looked at plans. You would know exactly where each room was, where the doors went, you know, where, what was above what. You would make sure that you knew that. Whereas when you start playing a game, you don't. And I think that's the thing. Learning the map was our equivalent of basically readying up. Yeah. But as you say, everything, you know, in one game, you can go in, have a really nice entry and and take a few guys by surprise and kind of creep around the back of them. Next game, you go in there, it's all planted up with C4 and there's two suicide bombers come running at you. It It's that it's that whole thing about, like we said, changing your tactics on the fly and um, and kind of knowing that if something goes wrong, how to, how to make it right yeah. quickly. <laughs> yeah, very, very quickly. And yeah, it turned into a lot of fun. I the interesting thing is I'm not necessarily at this point hundred percent sold on buying it, wasn't, it. It wasn't even on my radar. And now um <laughs> there's been a couple of times where I've hovered over the pre order button online and I'm just mm, okay. And this week they've actually put a video out basically saying they're going to support it for the next year, they're going to put out more maps, more operators. They've broken it down into um, a couple of, I think it's a couple of episodes, is that what they're calling it? I can't remember what they called them. Or seasons, it was either yes, seasons or episodes. Something like that, yeah. Um, and they're basically saying there's going to be four seasons worth of content, and in each of those you'll get new operators, you'll get a new map which can be played in PvE and PvP. Um, and, and it's all free. Yeah. It's all going to be free, and Ubisoft have basically come out and said um, the whole point of a game like this is that you need support and it needs everybody to be on a level playing field, which is why the DLC will be free. Everybody who has the game will have all the DLC. And I really like that. It's like the Hitman and what IO Interactive are doing. It's a one-off yeah. fee, and then you support it for a certain amount of time after release. I'm My hesitation comes in about having time to play with friends. We managed yeah. it through the beta week, which is we, a bit unusual for us anyway at the and moment. We, we played a lot. We, we did. Actually. And if we could guarantee that we do that, because I think you could play with randoms, but I could see it becoming very frustrating and very yeah, disappointing definitely. with randoms. But with friends, Especially if they're fun. not mic'd up. Because yeah. you really need yeah. to be mic'd up to play this. Yeah. You, oh, yeah, you can't do it any other way. Um, and there's a couple of times that knowing knowing where your friends are, and so if I knew Matt was kind of somewhere behind me, and he he said, "Andy, there's someone coming in behind." It was really useful to know exactly where that was. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was good. Yeah, was very impressed. So, so I'm I'm not sure yet. Come beginning of December, we'll see because it's same day as Just Cause Three, and I think Just Cause Three will edge it for me. Well, I've already got that on pre-order, as it were. So, so it's whether you go for both. It's, it's whether I. It's whether I decide to do both. Yeah, exactly. Or January sale time. That might be. Might be a good one. Yeah, it might be. And as you say, if you, if you're not that bothered about playing with the randoms, then um, oh yeah, if if, if you, you get a get a group that. of people together and say let's all buy it when it's cheap, which is, I think is exactly what we both did with Saints Row Three yes. a couple of years back. Bought yeah. it in January. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um. So keep an eye out for that one because I think it's going to be I think it's going to be really good if you're willing to 
to invest in the time and the um, and you've got a few friends to play it with. Yeah. The other one, talking about online only games. Yes. Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, I, th- I think you should go first with this one. I like Battlefield 4. I think it's a very good game. I think it's quite a tactical first-person shooter. Um, and I enjoy playing it with friends. And generally, the role I play in Battlefield 4 is that of support. I don't know why I've gone all prof. Um, I'd, I, I play support. I um, I dish out equipment. I heal my teammates. I take down aircraft with mm-hmm. um, rocket launchers from a distance. So I kind of went into Battlefront with that kind of mentality, and then I realised it's just fun. <laughs> it's just brilliant. It's just you run towards the objective and you shoot rebel scum. It's brilliant. It's absolutely awesome. Oh, I enjoyed it so much. It's surprisingly good, wasn't it? It was surprisingly good. Oh, man, it's so, so quick compared to Battlefield 4. I thought just the pace of it and the... It's just fun. Fun, 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 fun. It's that first sort of 10, 15 minutes with it where you've not got the options of Battlefield and you're thinking, oh, this is so restrictive. And then you go, run and gun, run and gun fine and yeah, you're yeah, away yeah. Uh, spawn a friend you know, spawn a friend yes <laughs> it, it's just uh, if it wasn't Star Wars I don't know how I, I feel about massively, the game I think I'd be massively critical of it but because it's it's just amazing the first time first time getting in an X-Wing and chasing TIE Fighters down or becoming Luke Skywalker and then getting massacred by the entire enemy team because it, you've misjudged it, where it was, you jumped. It was that moment on Ice Planet Hoth when I, I kind of stepped out of the silo and looked at the, the Atats walking towards me and thought, that is amazing. And then a massive laser blast from one of them just wiped me out. And I thought, oh, there's someone in that. <laughs> yeah. It, it yeah. has the epic feel to it and a sense of scale that uh, that isn't isn't seen much outside battlefield. No. What was the the smaller level on? I can't remember the name of the planet. No, I know, I know the one you mean. The because um, there were two game modes on offer. The, kind of the capture the pods. Yes. Yeah. Or, or rather, there were three game modes on offer. There was the Tatooine survival battle, which was quite good fun. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, with a couple of people, that's quite good fun. Um, then there was the I can't remember the name of the planet. I want to say Jakku, but that's the. Uh, DLC that's coming in December but it was just basically a capture and hold game yeah. which we dominated for an evening yeah. just because we, we played figured objectives out, and... we figured out the run, shoot, stand by your objective yeah, rather yeah. than try and kill people, yeah. just run, shoot, do it and it was immense fun, Brilliant. really good really good so I have it, I don't have it pre-ordered I have a stack of games that are going to be traded for Battlefront um, and Call of Duty will be going on that pile because uh, <laughs> that will give me some decent cash value again um, I, haven't, I haven't quite committed yet but I'm so close Yeah, I think I'm going to be but it will be something I do when I'm done with Fallout because it's out the week after I think if I'm honest I think Battlefront is going to be one of those things that I turn around like I have done with Call of Duty pretty much every year that we didn't get a review copy um, I'm going to turn around and go oh, do you know what no I'm, I'm going to hold off I'm going to wait until the price drops and then I'm going to go out you know, do the weekly shop and it'll be there in the foyer of Tesco and I'll just be like, yeah, go on then, why not? <laughs> it's why, in fairness, what I did on Friday with Black Ops. Yeah. 
because it was 10 quid off if you bought your weekly shop and spent over a certain amount. So I went, ah, oh, go on yeah. then. <laughs> Thank you, Lost Leader. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Battlefront, a lot of fun, a lot of fun, great with um, multiple players. And it's Star Wars. It's captured the essence of Star Wars so perfectly. The sounds, the the visual aesthetic, oh, yeah. Oh, it's it, just it's so perfect. good. It just, I hope... The music. Just, oh, the music's great. But I just hope it doesn't only have Hoth and Endor and something else. It needs more modes and content. They have said there's going to be a lot more and there's going to be a lot more than was actually displayed in the beta because they said a lot of the stuff hasn't actually been announced and that's why they hadn't even included in the beta. So there is the promise of a lot more stuff. Uh, Just to be controversial for a minute, I like the spawn on partner thing. Oh, I know, that really I know well. a lot of people have kicked off about it and said, you know, it's not fair because you'd, you'd be in a firefight and then you'd just kill one guy and somebody would turn up. That's true, but it would happen as many times in, in reverse where, you know, you'd suddenly spawn and somebody would get the drop on you. So uh, swings and roundabouts, balances. And, but they, I think they have said they're going to they're gonna stop it. If someone's inactive, inactive play, as it were, then um, they're going to disable that function. Right. But... I quite liked it. I, I, I again, think it I think it just it just added to the speed of the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Instead of waiting, um, well, or running across the map for two minutes trying to get back to you, it'll where still you be were. there. But if someone's in a firefight, you won't be able to do it at that particular moment. So it will still be there. But as I said, it just it did add to the the speed. It did. It helped. Yeah. It helped a lot. Right. So um, basically, yeah, two beaters, two um, two thumbs up. Excellent. I think we have to stay with the Star Wars theme for our new segment, or at least for the first piece. Oh, is this... Um... WTF. What's that, fellas? Is that that one? It is. Oh, nice. It is. I thought you knew the running order, and no. hence we would have had the it's, jingles in the I'd, right place. I'll be honest. The running order is written on a post-it note in front of Matt. <laughs> yeah, and I'm hiding it. <laughs> so, so our first news piece ties in perfectly, and we both exclaimed probably the same thing when we saw this. But there's a piece that's been doing the rounds on Reddit, which is a very, very well-written, very well-thought-out piece um, about how Jar Jar Binks is, in effect, the ultimate villain of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, he's he's basically Emperor Palpatine's boss, is what they're saying. Yes. Right. Yes. There's lots of logic to this. We'll put a link on the. It sounds page. completely mental. And as, as somebody who basically did write the original, oh, no, sorry, not the original trilogy, who did write the new trilogy off because of Jar Jar Binks, it's actually made me question, you know, about about fifteen years of my life now. <laughs> it is the the whole the whole premise is that the original trilogy was obviously well-loved, well-respected. And then when they were remaking, well, not remaking, sorry, when they were producing the new trilogy, and this is going to get confusing when we get the next trilogy as well, isn't it? Um, It was going to follow the basic structure. It was going to be the same. Um, And the argument stems from that actually when the two Jedi meet Jar Jar Binks, it's the equivalent of Luke meeting Yoda. And it's just a clumsy, ineffective little creature that nobody thinks much of that can't do anything. We all know Yoda 
He's 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 a Jedi master. Could pick X wings out of swamps. Do yeah, all sorts he, of fancy stuff. He spent the first kind of the first what twenty minutes of the he was in the film just trying to steal food and yes. uh, play the fool. Yeah, that's it. And and the piece goes through a lot of things that Jar Jar does that everybody wrote off as oh it's just comedy. It was done for comic effect. And actually, he argues that it is a it is a bit like the drunken master wishy fighting style. It's that whole thing when he accidentally you know, destroys everybody in the battlefield by dropping his blaster. And you think, oh, God, what a bumbling idiot. You know, how lucky did he get? And then you look to the the original films, and the, the guys made the good point. There is a line in the original films that basically equates to there's no such thing as luck. Yes. Yeah. So it's a really interesting, it is a really, really interesting theory and it is worth looking at because I don't think we can do it justice, but it does go into the depths of how um, a lot of Jar Jar's movements uh, are based on... Um, oh, so the drunk, drunken master, the drunken, the drunken style. wushu. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a few bits where it kind of intimates that he may actually have and and apply the force. Um, so there's a bit where I think he falls off something, and again he looks like he's a bumbling idiot. But there's um there's a scene. There are some droids that are it, then it, shooting at where he should have been, and at that point he's actually jumped up above them and they're, they're basically saying well actually the only way he could have done that is if he'd used a force jump yeah off screen yeah and it, they're saying it's not a it's not a cg error because you wouldn't make that kind of error in the film it's, yeah so it's, it's, it's quite deliberate but it's very subtle yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's interesting um up to the point there uh towards the back end of the article and particularly for the end of the first film it does say it was obviously so so badly received that it was then rewritten. Lucas bottled it. Yeah. Hmm. But it was uh, potentially the ultimate evil. And yeah, it's ridiculous. And we know it's not true, but we actually do kind of want it to be true. I want it to be true. I mean, and to be honest, the it does make the title The Phantom Menace, which every time I've talked about this with somebody this week, I've called it The Phantom Pain. But that's an <laughs> aside. It does make The Phantom Menace title suddenly ring true because whilst... In the original film, I guess the suggestion was, oh, it's hinting towards Palpatine. But there's no phantom about that. Everyone knew he was going to become the Emperor. Yeah. So It's cracking. It's cracking. And if you think about it, Jar Jar is the one that effectively brings the Republic down anyway with his vote in the Senate. Hmm. Um, So it does does go on to then tie some pieces. I mean, how does that guy end up as a senator? Yeah. (laughs) Strange. But anyway, for suggestion, check the link out um, that we will put on the podcast page and read it through for yourselves. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Okay, so next story. Next story, we're going to keep with stars and go with Star Citizen. And I read this, read this a couple of days ago. Smooth. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't think of a better link. (laughs) Um, There's a guy who has spent thirty thousand dollars on Star Citizen so far. What what is for people like me? What is Star Citizen? So Star Citizen is the massive space adventure game, um, which takes place in a huge persistent universe with multi-crewed spaceships full of complicated simulated parts, um, allowing you to travel and trade and okay, battle. So and kind of like elite, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is. In and fact, isn't it the... Now, I'm going to embarrass myself with this one if I get this one wrong. Isn't it by the guy who originally made Elite? Or is that the other one I'm thinking of? Because there are two. They're very similar. The guy, the guy who made Star Citizen is Chris Roberts. Um, and so apologies to him if I've got that wrong. <laughs> um, but there are two that are fairly similar, and I've, I, the, other one, the title of the other one slips my mind. 
So, we've got a guy who's a massive fan who spent $30,000. On what? On buying everything that is available for the game. More than once, because if you buy everything that's available for the game, you would get nowhere near $30,000. He's invested, because it was crowdfunded, he's invested in some of the top tier stuff. He's a massive fan, but it, the thing I like about this, it's not it's not an article and interview that goes, look at this idiot who spent £30,000 on the game. This is a guy who has been inspired by the creators of the game, or, or Chris Roberts' early work, mm. and now is in a position to support that by putting the money in. And it's, it's interesting, it says the 30000 that he spent, he's not spent from his everyday job. He, he yeah. works in IT, he's done outside work, he's contracted. Money's, money's robbed from post offices. Oh yeah, he's pulled out the shotgun <laughs> right. and, and dealt with that. He's, uh, no, he's, he's taken on extra work and he said, everything that I have spent, I've not done through what I would usually spend, which then makes me think, He'll spend more time working than playing. But it's, it's not absolutely, I, I want to support this. I love it. Oh, fair enough. I'm doing it. And I do, I do respect that. Well, it's nice to see a different angle on these yeah. things because normally it is a bit, you know, <laughs> what a crazy loon. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad enough having spent 11 on virtual money in, in GTA Online. So, you, oh, you're not one of those, are you? <laughs> yeah, I wanted a helicopter. What are you going to do? So, no, I, I like that. Um, I also want to know where I can get some side jobs that pay me $30,000 <laughs> as well. <laughs> We'll talk later about that post office. <laughs> bar works, what, like £11.50 a night? <laughs> well, if you're in a bar and you're a smoker, uh, you're not allowed to smoke cigarettes anymore unless you go outside, you get wet, that kind of thing. But we might have the answer to you if you're into vaping, which is what all the cool kids do, apparently. Uh, all the cool kids, and they still have to go out in the rain and smoke them because despite the fact that it puts no harmful toxins into the air, they're not allowed to do it inside. Okay, as... Um, as somebody with a, a background in toxicology, I'm uh, I'm not going to say anything until all the all the data's in. That's fair enough. Anyway, uh, so what, what have you found? You found you you sent me this link earlier in the week, and it was a true what? Yeah, Jupiter. Jupiter is the world's first and only cellular vaping device. This is my Vapercade, right? Yes. Okay. So it's it's a phone that you can vape from. And I saw the headline, I saw the first few paragraphs of the article, I was thinking, brilliant, what what a great idea. I'll, I'll say now, I don't vape, um, I quit smoking years ago, so it's not something that interests me, but I actually we, thought, what a nice idea of combining two technologies, repurposing mobile technology, which we've talked about before with watches and games on other devices and things like that. And I thought, that's brilliant, Let, let's check this out, let's have a look. And it turns out to be just some kind of vaping plugin that sits on top of a phone. Well, it does. It does look a bit that way, but um, it's an interesting idea. I mean, I, I have no doubt we we both quit smoking years back when before there were electronic cigarettes, and I have no doubt that had they been about when we did, we probably both would have had a vaping period. More than likely, you More know likely. it. You yeah, know yeah, it would have. Yeah. Um, so it's a really it is a really interesting idea, and I think anything that we can do to stop people smoking actual cigarettes is. Is definitely a good thing, and it's interesting. It's an, as you say, it's an interesting repurpose of the technology. I'm just waiting for somebody to make a mobile phone with a small concave indent in the back that you can put your skag in, and then it'll just it'll warm up when you run a particularly labour intensive app on it. And oh god. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that, that's there's a thought, isn't it? So, so this is in development. Um, there are some videos online where it's shown working. It does work, uh, or appears to from um, what the guys are showing. And 
yes, it is a nice idea, actually, because you're always going to be carrying your phone around. If it was an integrated unit, I would see more of a use, but it's something you plug in and it just feels like you could do that with almost any phone. Obviously, this is a specially designed phone. Um, one thing we do have to point out is the FCC have not approved it or authorised it, and it's not available for sale anywhere until they get it through there. Is it an actual thing? Well, I thought it was a joke initially, but it is an actual thing. Okay, okay. Well, there we go. Keep your eye out for that if you're into your vaping and uh, you often like to make phone calls at the same time. Well, yeah. you know what? I can see that point because when I was on the phone and I smoked, I used to get through a lot of cigs. <laughs> and so I can I can see freeing a hand up. I can see that being really useful if slightly distracting. And on that note... Come on then, post it, man. What? What are we up next? You know, October's Codec Momentum. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Fantastic people who actually finished games this month. Which okay. Which is brilliant. I did. You did. Do you want to go first? Then? I did. I finished right. a game. I finished... Um, gee, I can't remember now. It was so long ago. It's the middle of November. Oh, I finished uh, that infamous Second Son. You did. Yes. You got through that. Congratulations. Um, Your badge will be in the post. Yay. And I also I also finished Broken Age, which wasn't on my list because it was a PlayStation Plus title, but it was uh, it was awesome. Really good. I started playing that this week on your recommendation. Yeah, very good game. Yeah, I'm, I'm ignoring your recommendations from now on. Oh, you don't like it? I, I'm, I'm, I wasn't concentrating on it. I will give it more time. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll save the the mammoth one for the end um but we've got to give a shout out to at nick hulk who um did tales from the borderlands which cracking i think it was episode one that he went for and um, he had platinum pledged lego marvel superheroes but having played that myself and knowing it's a lot what of it's, work it's it's iron man iron man races flying through the sky they were so frustrating mm. i don't blame him for not even even finishing that one there's like there's that atrocious race on the carrier as well with them um... Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, Nick. We don't blame you. Um, at Psalm sixty-seven, he platinum pledged Uncharted three. Now, this is bad of me. I can't remember if he dropped us a note to say he finished it. I know it took him a couple of days longer, I... and he'd finished crushing. Which all respect for finishing Uncharted three on crushing, but he hasn't sent us a picture in yet. So if you're listening, fella, send us a photo in, and we can we can knock that one off, and you can have a platinum pledge badge. I actually finished a game. Well, kind of. I have to explain this one. I did Middle of Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor DLC. Or and rather, you... I did half the DLCs. <laughs> I did Lord of the Hunt, which was brilliant, and I really enjoyed. And then I went into the Bright Lord DLC and absolutely hated and gave up after 20%. <laughs> um, and that game's getting traded, so it's um, not what I'm going to go back to. We don't advocate this with Codec Momentum, but it's definitely flagging up games that we hate. I see, I said for um, for Halloween I'd do a Halloween game, and the choices I gave were uh, Candy Crush... Uh, not Candy Crush. Um, help me out here. Costume Quest 2 or Outlast. And I put it to a vote on Twitter, and thank you, friends, who all said, yeah, play Outlast, that'd be funny. <laughs> it was awful. It was horrible. I don't want to play it anymore, so I'm not going to. Awful, I'm going to delete awful it. Awful as in scared, or just awful as in you didn't like the game? There are a couple of jump scares, but it was just terrible. Right. <laughs> that's fair enough. So, yeah, that's where we were with ours this month. But the, their main shout-out this month has to go to at Fury Ace, or Fury AC3, 
Sorry. I know you want to keep calling him Fjordius. Stuart. Stuart. <laughs> Five titles through October. He's a machine. He, is, he just doesn't do anything else, does he? Plows through games. And they're usually all all 100% completed on Xbox as well. So he's getting maximum amount of gold out of mm. it. Brilliant. He did Guns, Gore and Cannoli, Mad Max, The Deer God, Super Toy Cars and Gears of War Ultimate Edition. Fair play. Yeah. Some, I imagine some offbeat, interesting titles there, but a couple of monster ones with Mad Max and Gears of War. So he's got 100%. Is that a 1,000 gamer score? I think so. Judging so that's, by... That's a platinum. Judging by the pictures he sent us. So he's, he's getting a platinum yeah, badge, badge this month as well. Excellent work, Stuart. We appreciate it. And he's already done his first November one. Oh, nice. Which one's that? He has got in with... Numa Breath of Life. Nice. Which is What's, excellent. What okay, any other any other November pledges? What are you doing? I have pledged two this month. Ooh. I'm gonna do Big Man on Campus. Yeah. I'm gonna do Little Big Planet Three along with at Nick Hulk and at VDJOMB. There's a bit of a group let's try and get this finished vibe going on with that one. And my second one, I've platinum pledged until dawn. Oh, fair play. And that came about after playing it for Halloween and streaming it. And I've done it. Oh, I've done it as well. Show off. Yes. (laughs) Um, At Square Freak has platinum platinum pledged Infamous. He's working his way through. I believe he's on the third island now, so he's not far from the end of that one. Good stuff. So he's on his way for that. So that, at the moment, just leaves you to share what you're going to do yeah, this I, I, I don't know actually um, I have got a couple that I could do so I've got Journey Outstanding I've still got Shadowfall Outstanding um, I've got Tales of the Borderlands I really need to play through um, and I've got not only Sniper Elite 3 but also the um, the Nazi Zombies what do you call it what is it called Zombie Elite Nazi Sniper that one yeah, I'm looking at your story because I can't remember. No, and I reviewed it. No, not me. Anyway, brilliant so that game one. from Rebellion. Yeah, I forgot the name. Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah, Zombie Elite Nazi Sniper. That one. <laughs> so if you want to help me out, please tweet at Codec Moments and um, or at Clinical Andy and suggest which of those I should. Should we narrow it down to three? Yeah, go on then. Killzone Shadowfall. Yep. Sniper Elite Three. Yep. Journey. Okay. Those three choices. You happy with those? I'm happy with those. Right. If people can let us know by the 29th of November, then oh, we will just give them a day to finish it. No, let us know as soon as possible. As soon as the um, the codec call goes up, um, Andy will put up a Twitter poll, and yep. um, we'll see which one you end up having to you do. C- you can only do two on a Twitter poll. Oh, <laughs> well, you'll have to do two Twitter polls then. Oh, nice. And we'll see which comes out on top. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Is it time? Is it time? Is it time? Is it time? It it is. You've been tweeting me this for the last four days. It's time for another Codec Call Quiz. We've got a jingle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is that what you've been excited about? No. All right. (laughs) Okay, I've put together another Codec Call Quiz for Matt. Excellent. Okay, so the quiz is nice and simple. I have... Selected a number of songs which were featured in video games. Pick a number between one and five. Three. Three. It's nice and easy. You can get a couple of points for each one. You can give me the 
name of the artist, the name of the song, oh. and what game it was from. Oh, no. I'm going to see what score you get at the end. So you've gone with number three. Okay, number three. You ready for this? Now, obviously, one thing that we do have in the UK is copyright laws. Yes. So um, we are, I'll be honest, we're not going to play, uh, we're not going to pay the money to uh, the Performing Rights Society and PPL uh, for this. So we've done what B&Q do, and uh, we've basically created our own rendition. <laughs> That's going to make it even harder. Number three, was it? <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I know the game. So this is the game with... What a thrill! <laughs> with darkness and silence <laughs> through the night. How did you get the prof to sing? What a thrill. Good friend of mine. <laughs> I'm searching... So, and I'll yeah, the game with Snake Eater. You. Yep. I want... I want to say the title of the song was Snake Eater. It was, yeah. But you're so super. But I don't know the original artist. I can't remember her name. Uh, nor do I, to be honest. But <laughs> I'd give my life. <laughs> this was the most flaky one. But for you, Snake Eater. <laughs> Brian in there as well. He gave up his time. Certainly did. Right. There'll be no one else. Anyway, okay, so next number between uh, one and five, excluding three. Um, I'm going to give you three points for that one, by the way. That uh, was good. Okay, yeah. I'll go with number one. Number one. Oh! Right, it's Feeder. He's got a brand new guitar. <laughs> um, it looks like it. Is it Seven Days in the Sun? No. Oh! It's got it's, um, Grand Turismo 3. Yes. It's got a seat. Um, player, 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 player. I can't remember the name of the tune. Player, 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 player. It's Buck Rogers. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't have got to the name of the tune. But, oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> well done. Well done, Prof. Okay, next. Uh, let's go to number five. Number five. It's um, Battlefield 4. Yes. What's the song called? Is it called Bright Eyes? Every now and then. Oh, no. Turn around. A little bit lonely. Oh, um, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired <laughs> of listening to the sound of my tears. Turn around. Every now and then um, I get a little bit uh, I'm not good with me 80s rock queens. Uh, Bonnie Tyler? Yes! Every now and then I get a little bit terrified. <laughs> that sounds nothing like an 80s rock queen. Around, Every now and then I, I can't want to let this one play. <laughs> I don't think we could talk to the audience for four and a half minutes. No, you're probably right, actually. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Let's that one out. Two left then, come on. Okay, let's do number two. <laughs> oh. Guns N' Roses, Paradise City, used in Burnout Paradise. Very good. Didn't even get to the vocal. Don't need to with that one. It's probably for the best. Take me down to the Paradise City <laughs> where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. 
How does he tackle the uh, Captain America's being torn apart lyric? Maybe we'll find that one out later. Yeah. We, uh, I'll be honest, we didn't actually get as far as that. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of these, we only recorded the first 30 seconds or so, so... Well, uh, you please know Snake Eater and Total Eclipse of the Heart, we did do the entire song. Oh, yeah. yeah, that much fun. <laughs> right, last and one. And then number four, I think, isn't it? Please allow me to introduce myself. Well, it's Sympathy for the Devil. I'm a man of... Um, I'm going to assume it's Rolling Stones. Yep. I've been around yep. for a long, long year. Stole many a man's... Is it one of the Black Ops games? It is one of them. And I was round... If it's the Rolling Stones version, I'm going to go with the first game, Black Ops. It was. It was in Black Ops. Call of Duty, Black Ops. Well, no, well you got 14 out of uh, a possible 15 there. I'm, I'm actually impressed by that. That was good. I'm more impressed with the Prof and Brian. I didn't know they were so musical. <laughs> I was sat there thinking, do you know what? We could do an album for Extra Life. Oh, that's next if year's people, plan. If people want to come in and suggest songs, or, or for any charity, really, if people want to suggest songs, I will knock together the Prof and Brian doing an album. Preferably things with his harmonies, because Brian's really good at harmonies. Yes, I I like that. Yep. and I think I think that's a really good so idea. If so anybody's up for if anybody's up for that charitable donations, then um, I'll put together an album, or we'll, we'll give copies out to uh, to people. I now know why you were so excited about sharing that. Oh, it's brilliant. I might actually tag the full-length version of Total Eclipse of the Heart onto the end of the podcast. Do it. <laughs> if if you enjoy Prof and Brian's renditions, then just listen right to Maybe the we'll end. just put them on the site or something. I don't know. We'll come up with something. Right. That was good. So, that leads me to our thing. Matt, promo, promo the giveaway. So... Sega Mega Drive Ultimate Arcade Portable, and I've nearly knocked the mic over. It's got a 2.8-inch colour QVGA LCD display and an SD card slot for additional games to download. Comes with Sonic and Knuckles and 19 Sega games. It's awesome. It's basically it's a Mega Drive in a little handheld device. It's got yeah. about 20 games on it. It's really good. Um, I'll be honest, I tested to see if it worked, made sure it was charged, and I had a little play on it, and it's awesome. It's great. Excellent. It's about, looks about, Slightly smaller than a PSP. It is. With a slightly it, smaller screen. So yeah, it is a bit smaller than that. Estimate of the size. If you Google it, you'll be able to find out what we're doing. Yeah. It comes in lovely. I, I like the presentation. It's nice, the lovely isn't it? orange box. Oh, it's got columns three on it. Yep. Crack down. Golden Axe. Alien Storm. It has got Golden Axe. It's got Golden Axe. Echo it. Jr. It's got Echo. It's got the original Echo the Dolphin. And if you're a Shinobi fan, that's that as yeah. well. <laughs> so it has got some really good games on it. It is a really, really awesome little thing. And if. Um, if perhaps you've got kids and you're interested in getting them into uh, showing them what 16-bit gaming era was like, then this is a really, really cool little thing for them to uh, play on when they're taking about. So, how can people win it? Well, it's funny you should say that. What was perhaps one of the seminal games of the 16-bit era? Night Trap. No. It, well, it Perhaps it was. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You didn't guess, so I'm not going to tell you, because that would have really ruined the competition, because that is actually the question. Oh, okay. (laughs) To give you a clue, this song featured very heavily in the soundtrack. As it came into the window, it was the sound of a crescendo. He came into her apartment. He left the bloodstains on the carpet. She ran underneath the table. Can you name this song? See, she. I know the song, yes. I, I wasn't going to give anything away, just in case it's part of the competition. Oh, no, no, you can give the song. All right, so smooth, criminal. Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? Annie, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? 
Are you okay, Annie? Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Brian's really Annie, concerned, okay? isn't he? Annie. He's really worried about it. Annie, are you okay? Will you tell us that you're okay? There's a so, sign in the Just reiterate the rule of the competition. <laughs> so this is, my, this is Michael Jackson. He left the bloodstains on the... And Smooth Criminal. And it features very highly you were struck down. It was in uh, in the soundtrack okay? to a particular game that was on are you okay, the Mega Drive. Are you okay? okay. And so the listeners just have to what tweet us, Facebook us, tell us what that is. Tweet us the tweet us what the game was. Tweet us what the game was. Yeah. How's that work? <laughs> Annie, are you okay? We'll put the full version of that on the site as well, yep. just as a, a mental reminder for people. So, name the game that Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal featured in uh, in the 16-bit era. It was also an arcade game. And uh, you can win this Mega Drive handheld. It's awesome. Right, so is that it? Are we done now? I think we've we come go to home. the end, haven't we? Brilliant. Well, you're already home. Well, I am. We've got apple pie. Oh, yeah, good point. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, follow the usual channels. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, um, or contact-us at codecmoments.com. If you like the sound of Codec Momentum, all you have to do is get on Twitter, state what game you want to finish in the next month, um, send it to us with the hashtag, hashtag yeah. Codec Momentum. So if you want to tweet us, it's at Codec Moments. I'm at Clinical Andy. You're you're basically at Codec Moments, aren't you? Pretty much, yeah. And um, and that's the way to do it. We uh, thank you very much. It's been another great episode. Yeah. We're um, we're at one hour exactly. That worked out nicely. Yes. And uh, we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely And you're never coming round Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit tired Of listening to the sound of my tears Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit nervous That the best of all the years have gone by Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit terrified And then I see the look in your eyes Turn around Bright Every now and then I fall apart Turn around, bright eyes Every now and then I fall apart Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit restless And I dream of something wild Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit helpless And I'm lying like a child in your arms Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit angry And I know I've got to get out and cry Turn around Every now and then I get a little bit terrified But then I see the look in your eyes Every now and then I fall apart Every now and then I fall apart And I need you now tonight And I need you more than ever And if you'll only hold me tight We'll be holding on forever And we'll only be making it right Cause we'll never be wrong 
Together we can take it to the end of the line Your love is like a shadow on me all of the time All of the time I don't know what to do, I'm always in the dark We're living in a powder keg and giving off sparks I really need you tonight Forever's gonna start tonight Forever's gonna start tonight Once upon a time I was falling in love now I'm only falling apart There's nothing I can do A total eclipse of the heart Once upon a time There was light in my life But now there's only love in the dark Nothing I can say A total eclipse of the heart Every now and then I know you'll never be the boy you always wanted to be Turn around But every now and then I know you'll always be the only boy who wanted me the way that I am Turn around Every now and then I know there's no one in the universe as magical and wondrous as you Turn around Every now and then I know there's nothing any better There's nothing that I just wouldn't do Turn around Right Every now and then I fall apart Turn around, bright eyes Every now and then I fall apart And I need you now, tonight And I need you more than ever And if you'll only hold me tight We'll be holding on forever And we'll only be making it right Cause we'll never be wrong Together we can take it to the end of the line Your love is like a shadow on me all of the time All of the time I don't know what to do, I'm always in the dark Living in a powder keg and giving off sparks I really need you tonight Forever's gonna start tonight Forever's gonna start tonight Once upon a time I was falling in love now I'm only falling apart There's nothing I can do A total eclipse of the heart Once upon a time there was light in my life But now there's only love in the dark Nothing I can say A total eclipse of the heart Total eclipse of the heart A total eclipse of the heart